You're listening to Randall Parker's Film Club, with me, Randall Parker. On today's podcast, we will be reviewing two films. Firstly, a film from the list of greatest films of all time, from 2018, called Sorry to Bother You. And then we're going to turn our attention to a film requested by a listener called When Saturday Comes. We will also have a few of your emails, a Randall's Recommends, and as a treat, I've come up with a new section of the podcast, but a bit more about that later on. But firstly, uh, over the past few weeks, uh, we've had a number of emails uh, and people contacting the podcast asking about Mum and how she's getting on up at the specialist unit of the psychiatric hospital. Well, the great news is Mum will be coming home at the end of this week and she's responded well to treatment and she says she feels like a new person. We went to visit her at the weekend and she did seem so happy. Uh, Mr White had a word with the doctors who seemed to think that something at home must have traumatised her. Uh, something tipped her over the edge. I can't think of anything it could be. I mean, I look after her at home, so surely I would have noticed something. Treated Mum to some flowers. Actually, found them tied to a lamppost at the end of the street. Yeah, so took her the flowers and a little teddy bear that was there too. She appreciated that, I could tell. Funnily enough, when I was there, I saw my old form teacher from high school there, Mrs Curry. I did try to say aye, but when she saw me, she sort of started to scream and shatter pants. What we also found out was Mum does have a potassium imbalance and she's actually allergic to bananas. Which is a shame because she fucking loves them. I mean, it's got to be hard keeping away from the little yellow bastards. We stopped by the house, did a bit of a tidy up in a shop for when Mum comes out and I'm quite looking forward to having the old bird back. Saw our neighbour Donna of the two kids, you know, Jackson with the two X's and John Wick, all one word. She asked after Mum, which I thought was nice, and then she asked to borrow 20 quid. It is going to be nice being back at home, sleeping in my own bed. Mr. Watt's been doing my fucking nutting. Oh, before I forget, a shout-out to long-time friend of the podcast, Dirty Janet, who's been ill recently. Now, she's been off work for the last four weeks, and she's just starting up again, but with a limited menu. She says she'll let you in through the back entrance for now, until the antibiotics fully kick in. Emails. Right, so on to emails. They're a bit thin on the ground this week, so only a couple, so our first one goes. Dear Randall, love the podcast. Keep up the good work. You mentioned in previous podcasts that you prefer Marvel films to DC films. Is there a reason for this? Many thanks, Jason Foster. Yeah, thanks for the email, Jason. There is actually a reason. It's that everyone in DC land seems to be such a moody fucker, don't they? I mean, Superman moody, Batman moody... Wonder Woman Moody, that cyborg one, he's the moodiest of all of them. And the only one who isn't moody is, you know, the one that runs around the place, the Flasher. Him. Whereas most people in Marvel films seem to be a right laugh, don't they? Well, apart from Bow and Arrow fella, he seems a moody twat, doesn't he? Next email. Dear Andal, love the podcast and I listen to it with a group of friends over here in Seattle. I wondered if you have ever considered visiting the US. I'm sure you would love it. Kind regards, Trey Roberts. Well, that's lovely news, isn't it? We've got listeners in the good old US of A. Funny, actually, we were talking about the United States and visiting there the other night, me and Mr White. Well, not long after his wife died, about nine years ago, Mr White decided to take a couple of months off from work and he drove all the way across America. He went from Chicago all the way along Route 66 to California. Took him about a month and a bit. He didn't rush, he took it at his own pace. He said it was amazing and the women were out of this world. Big girls, really big girls. Yeah, and he went into a lot of detail how big the women were. Bit strange, that. 
He did say he'd love to do it again, the feeling of freedom, the sense of adventure, the big open roads. And then he said, if I liked, I could go with him. He said that the big girls would make a man of me. Then he went on for another half hour about how big the women were. Randall Parker's Film Fact When filming Saving Private Ryan, Steven Spielberg decided to kill off Vin Diesel's character earlier than planned, as he wouldn't stop banging on about how he wasn't fat, they were muscles, and he wasn't bald, he just chose to shave his head. Randall Parker's Film Fact Yeah, Mr White just kept on saying big girls, big fat girls. I do think it had a bit to drink. Right, so on to reviews. This week we're shaking things up a bit. Our first review this week will be from a list of the greatest films and our second film is a request from a listener. Don't know if you remember, but uh, we had a lady from Stoke, Jane, request that I review her favourite film. So that's something to look forward to a bit later on. But for now, we're going to review a film called Sorry to Bother You from 2018, written and directed by a bloke called Boots Riley. Boots Riley. Boots Riley. Great name, that, isn't it? That'd only work in America, wouldn't it, that name? You couldn't imagine a kid at school with that name. They'd rip the piss right through the poor lad. Right, well, main story is there's this bloke called Cassius Green, played by Lakeith Stanfield. Fucking hell, another banging name, that. Why don't our actors have names like that? Toby Jones and Danny Dyer just don't have the same ring, do they? Anyway, Cassius, or Cash, as he's known to his friends, right? He's piss poor, and he's living in his uncle's garage. And he gets a job in phone sales. I do have to say at this point that Cassius is a black fella. Not that it makes a difference to me, but it does the plot. Right, so when Cash starts his job, he's reached shit at it, right? And people keep on putting the phone down on him. And then the bloke who sat next to him, who happens to be the non-Mel Gibson one out of Lethal Weapon, says to him, Why don't you put on a white person voice? Then they won't put the phone down on you. So Cash gives it a trot out and he's fucking blinding at it. But everyone who's working in the call centre isn't making much money, so they group together... Cash included, and do a bit of a protest. Now, our Cash expects to be given the old elbow, but instead they promote him, and he becomes what's known as a power caller. Now, now he works in a posh office, and he's got to do his white voice all the time. Then he finds out that the company he actually works for does a lot of nasty shit, like selling guns, slave labour, that sort of thing. And at first he's not happy about this, but when the money starts to flow in, he thinks, fuck yeah, and the company love him. Now the next day, he's walking through the picket line where his old workmates are and one of them yeets a can of pop at his head and it becomes a massive tick-tock or something. After this, Cash is then invited to a big posh party at one of the big boss's houses. And it's fucking amazing. The big boss loves him and they start to snort drugs. OK, I'm going to pause it here because it goes fucking mental next and I'll give you one of these. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Our man Cash nips off for a piss, right, and then gets lost and finds a half-man, half-horse. And he nips back to his big boss and says, Here, there's a half-man, half-horse taking a shit in your bog, mate. And the big boss says, Yeah, I know, I made him. Cash says, How did you do that? Uh, Boss says, Kind of snorted them drugs, what you took. And Cash sort of goes, Oh, fuck. Anyway, I'm not going to spoil the ending for you. Well, no more than I already have. 
uh, but Cash tries to overthrow the company and begins to turn into a horse. Now, this started out with such promise, then descended into a right pile of bollocks. I think old Boots Riley would be having to go with the horse powder himself or something. Ratings-wise, I'm going to put this on a par with something like George of the Jungle, which starts off really well but turns shite about halfway through. That was Sorry to Bother You. Watch that if you want to see a horse-slash-man hybrid crying in a shitter. Big shout-out to the gang at White and Bailey Fabrications, where I work. Well, when I'm not on furlough. It's been about 18 months since I was last there in an official capacity. I've been popping along there every morning. Oh, gets a lift off Mr Watt. He drops me at the gate. But according to Mr Watt, unfortunately, due to the business insurance he's got, I'm not allowed in the premises without written permission. But once things pick up a bit more, I'll be back down there with the rest of the gang. I usually have a slow walk back via Morrison's. Uh, I'm boycotting Asda, obviously. Uh, then onto the library and then a couple of laps at Queen's Park. Oh, I meant to mention, yeah, yeah, uh, I had a phone call from the police the other day and I'm in the clear over the whole body in the back situation. Don't know if I can tell you too much about it, but a man in his mid-twenties has been arrested in connection with it. Now, Tommy Slippers says the gossip down the chip shop is that they've collared dealer Dave for it and they've suspended his dad, who's the local DI, down the cop shop. But as I've said before, if Tommy Slippers says it, it's probably bollocks. Now, on next week's podcast, I shall be back home in the bedroom where I belong. Uh, won't be sad to leave Mr White behind. He's been slowly getting on me tits. I think he's a bit thick, to tell you the truth, right? Like the other day, I asked him to get me some Vimto, and he comes back, and he's got me the cordial and not the fizzy. When I pointed out the error of his ways, he says, right, get this, it doesn't matter that much, does it? There's been a few times when he's really lost his temper. For instance, the night I set the tea towel on fire. He got in a right mood about that. It's nothing that a lick of paint won't sort out. He went right off the deep end if he asked me, shouting and swearing at me. So I thought I'd use the trick that I'd do with Mum when she gets like that and bung him in the air in cupboard for a couple of hours. Tell you what, he don't fight fair. He was scratching and biting me when I was putting the cuffs on him. He soon calmed down and I let him out. Anyway, later that night when he dropped off in front of Celebrity Masterchef, just for a joke, I tipped some water on his lap when he went to sleep, uh, just to make him think he'd peed his pants, you know. But he got really upset and then said, I don't want to go the same way as me dad. And uh, now he keeps nipping off to the bog to stick his finger up his arse to check his prostate. Anyways, on to the new section of the podcast. They did what? Right, so the other day... I was looking through a bunch of records in a charity shop and there was one called Kenny Ball's Hits of the 60s featuring the black and white minstrels. And on the front there was a bloke I presume was Kenny Ball and then a bunch of blokes in full blackface looking about as racist as a bunch of fat men at a BMP march. Now it's hard to believe that this was actually acceptable back in the day and every Saturday night a bunch of grannies would sit around the TV and watch a bunch of these blokes sing songs. Well, this got me thinking, this must have happened in loads of films. And I looked it up, and I was right. There was a film called Birth of a Nation about the start of the Ku Klux Klan in the silent era. And reasonably recently, there was the James Bond film Skyfall, where he turns up unannounced in a lady's shower with his cock at full mast. Now, things were different back in the day. You couldn't say and and even and when I was a lad, you'd hear a lot of people refer to someone as a 
Now I'm just glad that things are changing, even though perhaps a bit too slowly. So every now and then I'm going to take a look at a film that, if it was made now, would make Twitter shit itself inside out. So we're going to start off with a film from 1986 called Soul Man. Now this is basically the story of a rich white boy whose dad won't pay for him to go to Harvard. Now that's a posh university in America. And so instead of finding his own cash he decides to apply for a scholarship. But the only one he can find is one for African Americans. So this lad takes a load of tanning pills to make him look black. Yeah, you heard that right. Anyways, he finds out that being black isn't half as much fun as he thought it would be. And he tries to solve racism. So at some point, some bloke went into a film studio meeting and pitched this film. And someone said, you know what mate, I'm going to let you run with this one. Oh and I'll mention that it's written and directed by two white fellas with no input from any person of colour at all. Oh, and by the way, the film is as bad as it sounds. They did what? Another one of them next time. Right, I popped down the local cinema the other day to watch Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings and I got talking to Kung Fu Dan on the food counter. Now he's offering a streaming service for £8 a month and you can watch any of the films they're showing down there online anytime you want. Dan was telling me that off the dark web he's managed to get his hands on some ex-Russian military spy cameras that he's put in each of the screens and some clever software so they can't trace it back to him. But he'd asked Dan, how could I get on the dark web? And he told me that if you go onto Google Chrome and click the incognito tab, that's the dark web. You learn something new every day, don't you? Randall's requests. Right, thanks to Big Ken for that jingle there. It only cost me a big mintero. It was a bargain, that. So last week I had an email from Jane in Stoke and she wanted me to review her favourite film. So I've decided to make a new section of the podcast called Randall's Requests. And we're going to review a film from 1999 called When Saturday Comes, starring Sean Bean and directed by Maria Geis. Ding dong. Lady director. Well done, love. Now this film starts off with a lad leaving school and he says, I want to be a footballer. And everyone says, nah mate, you're too wank at it. And anyway, time passes and he grows up into Sean Bean and surprise, surprise, he's working in a crap factory, not playing football. Now our Sean plays football for a crappy pub team with a bunch of mates who seem to have really short tempers and talk about ladies like they're out of a 1970s sitcom. Anyways, a new lady starts at the office where Sean works and he thinks she's nice and asks her out. Now she is supposed to be Irish but she's got a really unconvincing Irish accent. It's a kind of Irish accent that could reignite the troubles. They fall in love and she tells her uncle that Sean Bean is good at football and he signs him up to his football team. Then after playing really well, he's offered a trial at Sheffield United. Now, even with my limited knowledge of football, I know that this is nothing to shout about. Anyway, he turns up pissed at the trial and they tell him to fuck off. Then he stops drinking and they give him another trial and he gets signed up. Looking at the way they play, I think I might give him a call. Anyway, his team end up playing Liverpool United or someone in the cup or something, and Sean Bean scores the winning goal. Oh, there is a subplot about his simple brother who collects football magazines and then causes a massive accident down the local coal pit and dies. But he's just an annoying little twat, and they're better off without him. Right, doing this podcast... I've seen some shocking films, but this has to be one of the worst written, worst acted and worst directed films I've ever seen. If I didn't know any better, Jane, I'd think you were taking the piss. 
if this is actually your favourite film, you need to get out more. Now, Sean Bean does have a reputation of getting killed in most of the films he's in, and he actually dies on his arse in this monster. Ratings-wise, I'm going to put this on a par with watching steam slowly rise of a freshly laid dog shit on a winter's morning. That was when Saturday comes. Watch that if you want to wean yourself off films and football. Randall's Requests That went quite well, I thought. Uh, if you've got a request for a film for me to review, then why don't you let me know and email your suggestions to randallparker1971 at gmail.com. Randall Recommends Right, well, sticking to a football theme, our Randall Recommends this week is one called Shaolin Soccer, and it's sort of a kung fu comedy slash football film. And it's from 2001, directed by a fella called Stephen Chow, and he's also the main bloke in it. Now, it's about a bunch of Shaolin monks who are bossing at Kung Fu, who decide the best way to tell everyone about Kung Fu is to play football. Sounds shit, but it ain't. But as with football, this is a film of two halves. First half, I have to admit, is a bit shit, but as soon as you start playing football, it's fucking outstanding. Now, it's available on Amazon, so order it, watch it, scratch the back of the DVD, say it won't work, and send it back. Randall recommends. Right, so that's all for this week. Hope you've had as much fun as I have. Hopefully next time I'll be back at home with a can of Vizzy Vimto and a Toffee Crisp. As always, you can contact the podcast. The email address is randallparker1971 at gmail.com. I really would like to hear from you. Thanks for listening. Ta-da for a bit. <laughs>